episode of Hip Hop with Pop. I am your co-host Rashad Myers. And I'm Pop. Want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you've enjoyed so far and I am super excited for this episode. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, one of my favorite MCs. Uh, But before I get into all that, let's take a moment to quote unquote pay some bills. Hi, this is Leah and Liz of MP Home Co., specializing in interior decorating, organization, and other home design improvements. We can refresh the look of your home by creating a newly designed, personal, and functional space that is a reflection of your style. We also provide home staging to maximize the sales price of your home. We're based in Kirkwood, but serve the greater St. Louis area and would love to work with you on your next home improvement project. With MP Home Co., you'll get functional, livable design. We have an exciting project happening right now that you can follow on our blog. We're flipping a local fixer-upper. Visit our website, mphomeco.com, or follow us at MP Home Co. on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Mention this ad for 10% off any service. This episode of Hip Hop with Pop is brought to you by 314 City Gear. 314 City Gear is proud of its hometown and is committed to giving back. As such, 3.14% of our sales will be donated quarterly to a different charity serving the St. Louis area. Please be sure to drop by our website for more information on the amazing organizations we are partnering with and plan to support. Please consider joining us in our support of these organizations. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up on all the new products and offers. 314 City Gear. Rep the 314. This episode is also brought to you by Leah Myers with Keller Williams Realty, the number one office in St. Louis. Contact Leah for all your real estate needs at 314-277-2586 or Leah Myers, that's M-Y-E-R-S, at kw.com. Okay, so we're back. I know that you are probably... Very interested in who we might be discussing. Actually, you probably read it on the episode title. None other than none other than Black Thought of the legendary Roots crew, Tariq Trotter. Um, he's one of my favorites, and uh, the reason why is he's. I've never had to Google more people. And references when I listen to his music than I do with anyone else. Like hmm. he's the kind of MC that you're just like, all right, well, what did he mean by dropping that person's name there? Who is that person? Why does that make sense? So, hmm. um, I am excited to share his uh, his work with you. Who uh, I think you've got um, three different artists to share on this one as well before we play his music any particular background that we could that you know about him uh, oh yeah i I know i know quite a bit a little bit here 
Okay. Um, it's 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 not all uh, bright and sunny. Uh, it's not all sunny in Philadelphia. Um, he was born uh, October third, nineteen seventy-five. Raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Um, his father, unfortunately, was murdered when he was one, and his mother was murdered when he was in high school. Oh. He then went to live with family in Detroit for a few months, and then went to Millersville University studying journalism, hmm. which probably is one of the reasons why he's so good at referencing all these obscure people. Um, and, and yeah, you'll see in his writing. A uh, little other background information. In high school, he became interested in lessons of the nation of the gods and the earths. Do you, have you ever heard of the nation of the gods and the earths? No, I have not. Uh, have you ever heard of the 5% nation? Hmm. You have? Have not? Okay. Well, the members of the 5% nation, or of the nations of gods and earths, gods and earths, uh, they call themselves Allah's five percenters, uh, which reflects the concept that 10% of the people in the world know the truth, the truth of existence, and those elites and their agents opt to keep 85% of the world in ignorance under their controlling thumb. The remaining 5% know, uh, the, the, the remaining 5% are those who know the truth and are determined to enlighten the 85%. I see. So there's some deep, uh, some hmm. deep conspiracies there, I guess you could yes. say. Um, so this particular artist, he's best known for his uh, his work with the band called The Roots or the legendary Roots crew. They've dropped a bunch of different albums. Organics 93, Do You Want More 95, Illadelph Half-Life 96, Things Fall Apart 99, Chronology 02, Tipping Point 04, Game Theory 06, Rising Down 08, How I Got Over in 2010, Undone 11, and then you suit your cousin in 2014. So, he's got countless guest spots, um, done a handful of films, but he's best known for, well not best known, but recently he kind of, uh, he went viral and set the world on fire uh, with, a, with a freestyle that he did at uh, Hot 97. So, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but... The Roots have won a couple of Grammys. Or no, hmm. they won one Grammy and gotten a couple of nominations. Um, but this is actually one of my favorite bands um, because they, instead of using you know turntables and drum machines and synthesized music, they actually play all their instruments. Oh. Um, and you will hear that in the first song. And it is called Doing It Again off their album that's uh, off of uh, How I Got Over. So, here you go. Nobody gonna take it, face it I keep doing it well, doing it 
What did you think? Well, I thought some interesting and rich lyrics there. Yes, sir. Uh, I rather enjoyed I was really paying attention to a message that he was talking about here and uh, moving rather quickly yeah. uh, through through it. But uh, it, it has a sort of a, a interesting cadence. I like the way it began uh, with, uh, with the music. Uh, I keep doing it again. I, oh, I keep doing it again. Uh, I like that. And then he talks about a num number of interesting people at the at the end here. He mentioned Ronald Isley. Who who do you think he's talking about there? Ronald Isley. He was a wasn't he a R and B singer? Yes. Um, and he sang with his brother. I don't know the yeah. brother's name, but this, but Ronald Isley was uh, known as Mr. Big, correct? I don't know. No. I, so I, he did. He did a bunch of. He did a couple songs with R. Kelly in the '90s, and he, okay. he played this this character in one of them called Mr. Big. And he, okay, he's got a very um, he's got a very memorable voice. But okay. uh, I also understand that um, he trying to try to tax you find me like Ronald Isley I think he went to jail for tax evasion did he not? yes exactly <laughs> yes exactly that was one of the Isley brothers yeah yeah, the, yeah. and from uh, Teaneck New Jersey okay Teaneck yeah. New Jersey yeah right we need to road. get a map and just put little pins on yeah <laughs> all these right up the road from about. Philadelphia and so forth and yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And of course he's talking about uh, Portier and Cosby and Dr. Martin Luther King and yeah and uh, yeah Park Tupac apparently apparently um, Portier and Cosby co-starred in that song uh, or not song but uh, a movie about uh, Do It Again mm -hmm. in the seventies I yes. believe it was yeah there's a lot of good stuff here and I I didn't know about that movie I had to to research it and. You can tell that this guy pays attention, and he's he, he's yeah. like the 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 background, the journalism background. You know, he researches all this stuff. Yeah, uh, the rock roller, bipolar, like Phyllis Hyman. I had to, I had to Google her. I didn't know yeah. who that was. But so what you'll find um, as we go forward here in this episode, you're going to find that he's going to reference lots of lots of people. A lot of times they're black artists or mm -hmm. writers or authors. You know cultural icons or, or mm -hmm. people that we should know who they are yes yeah. so it's it's kind of cool because every time you listen to a song of his you kind of learn a little bit mm-hmm yeah yeah but he does it stylistically and you know he, he, he talks his trash you know he's like hey man I'm uh he's probably a lot of people he's a lot of people a lot of rappers favorite rapper I can see why yeah I can see why. So yeah. yes, this is why I'm excited, guys. Okay. Okay. So who do you have up, sir? Our next artist uh, on the blues side is uh, Lil Melton. Okay. 
little Milton Campbell is his name, a uh, guy who was from the Tennessee area and spent most of his time around Memphis, Tennessee. He was one of the few guys who was, became quite well known and then moved to Chicago mm -hmm. and uh, he primarily played this, the Southern Circuits and uh, he was one of my favorites. So we have uh, little Milton with uh, I can't quit you baby. Okay. It's the term but I gotta put you down for just a little <laughs> while. <laughs> mm, also made popular by Led Zeppelin. Let's yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Ooh.
So what's up next? Wow, that was incredible. I can definitely see in this one, in this particular song more than any of the other ones, how rock and roll might have gotten its, well, how rock and roll did get its roots, its musical roots from the blues. Like in this one more than any other song. Really? It was, yeah, the, the, the lead guitar is... Like it's aggressive and it's loud and it's distorted, a little bit distorted. You, it's got that edge, you know. Mm -hmm. and it's, you can tell it's like the main player, right? It's the it's the main event. It's the meat. And that was cool. I really like that. Um, I really like that rendition. Yeah. Well, one of these times we'll have to talk about uh, rock and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the history of uh, what is called, uh, I guess. Uh, Blues, rhythm and blues, uh, the f kind of the first rhythm and blues song and so forth, and maybe spend some time talking about uh, Ike Turner at some point in time. So, okay. Yeah, but that's another that's another session. Huh. It's funny you should bring up Ike Turner because in the next song, Black Thought brings up Ike Turner. Hmm. You didn't even know this. No. So, okay. Here we go. Without further ado or hesitation, we'll get into 215 uh, off of Black Thoughts, uh, one of his newer projects. It's called 215. Mix 
message in a bottle I left with the post I'm not arachnophobia, black petroleum, ceremoniously holy when at the podium. Even though it's hotter than rubbish, great plutonium. The people try to check for the return of the Ichiban, Obi-Wan, universe, you owe me one solid. My homie Gonzalez, only no Gonzalez on the corner where they probably only 21. Savage, catch two in your cabbage, young Caesar Chavez, division one. Your women, where we get our rhythm from? Continuum, still swinging like a pendulum. Hear the women come singing like Sarah Vaughn. Heard ninth up in a house from North Carolina. Ain't no mannequin challenge, but you're paralyzed. It's getting cold outside. A word from the wise. Y'all niggas better bundle up. But I better be a hotter summer, not for nothing. Yo, the cops get down, especially when it come to us. Nigga better be a Rockefeller. Get that out your pocket, fella. Saying acapella ain't a damn thing really changed as far as I can tell it. Another soul with no name, the helicopter's hunted. Look like a couple of days before the doctor coming. But that's my little cousin watching for me. I think the world trying to sock it to me. It kind of feel like everything is out of pocket for me. Who keep it a hundred when everything's partial? Dignity and sanity is what the game costs you. Wake up to the paddles on your chest. We had lost you. I'm just painting a picture like Harry James Marshall. I'm just taking a picture like Harry May. We ain't so smart. And say cheese, we in 2018 in a pyramid Scheme nightmares and day Dreams from the runaway Slave to a modern day king So, your thoughts? Well, again, just a lot of uh, territory covered God A yes. lot of arches covered A lot of geography covered mm -hmm. And uh, just... He didn't stop the entire time. He did not. <laughs> did not talking about, uh, yeah, from Ike Turner and Tina, Anna Marie, Anna Mae, uh, to... Uh, Donnie Hathaway, yeah. Sam Christian. Franz um, Ferdinand, Beyonce. Yeah, who Kanye? references... Um, yeah, Franz Ferdinand, that's, that's rare that you would hear such a historical reference, you know? Yes. I had to Google into Zaki Shange. Um, mm -hmm. Who else? Carrie James Marshall, Carrie Mae Weems. I I didn't know. I know, you know. The, the names, but I don't you know much about them. Of course, uh, Cesar Chavez, you, you yeah. know of him? Yep, yep. Cyril Vaughn, of course, and mm -hmm. the great uh, jazz singer. Rockefeller, yeah, yes. I mean, there. There's just uh, layers and layers and layers. Uh, and and just and in between there it's just he, he's he's giving you how good of a rapper he is yeah like uh, he's painting like pictures with with words mm -hmm. and it's just incredible badass kids in a laundry mat folding a load everybody knows what that looks like right mm-hmm and then mm -hmm. you use then you're able to go from that phrase to Lo and behold, a whole nother fork in the road. Who hasn't said who hasn't said that in their life? You know, a fork right. in the road. Lo and behold, like, yeah, it's <laughs> how true, how crazy, true. yeah. And then he kind of hits home, at least from our standpoint. He mentioned Donna, Donna, Donny Hathaway. Mm -hmm. So, what are plat? Are those are those pants? Are those those bell bottom pants? I'm, I, I tried to figure out what plaid Donny Hathaways are. My granddaddy sported plaid Donny Hathaways. I don't know Hathaways. what plaid Donny Hathaways are. I don't know. Yeah. I think those might be the, the plaid bell bottom Maybe, pants. yeah. That was that was his time frame that he was around with the flared. I had some of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't I got some pictures of those, as a matter of fact. I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure. Flared bottom, yeah. 
So we just covered a great deal of territory and uh, yeah, some, some some good lyrics, good words. Yeah. Uh, and going extremely fast. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of these, a lot of his work, I kind of have to listen to it and then come back to it later and listen to it again a couple of times before I can soak it all up and figure out mm -hmm. exactly what he's talking about. Of course, us having the lyrics here, that helps quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot to digest all at once, and especially if it's your first time hearing it, you're just kind of probably drinking through a hose, you know? Mm -hmm. So, or a uh, fire hydrant, I guess, <laughs> would be... Yeah, the phrase. Yeah, when do you think this was recorded first time? This was yeah. recorded in like 2018. Oh, so it was fairly recent. Fairly recent. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah 2018 or 19, one of the two. I think it was. The, the reason I ask is that uh, I don't often hear the N word much anymore, and he's mentioned it several times in the in this particular uh, piece and so forth and uh, I, was, I was wondering if that was uh, dated in some kind of a fashion. No, no, I think um, if you want my, my opinion, I think some artists use it too much. I think some artists fall back on it and use it as a crutch. Um, I think some of the artists who use that word too much, it, it comes off as lazy and unir unimaginative. Mm -hmm. Um, unoriginal um, and that's not so, I mean if you search deep enough in his discography you'll probably find him use it quite a bit but it's not it's not something you find all over the place maybe in sections he'll use it more than others depending on what the piece calls for mm -hmm. um, and I think that you know given you you've seen two songs of his writing yeah. and I think you can tell that you know he, he'll choose the right word for the right spot mm-hmm and he he's not necessarily beholden to like one given mindset or tone or um, like feeling that he's going for in all of his mm -hmm. songs, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I just kind of brought that up because uh, that's uh, a word that has uh, changed in its uh, acceptance, understanding what it means and so forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was not used a lot. We've kind of mentioned that before down in, in the, certainly in, in my uh, immediate family, but when it was reused in the neighborhood, it was not a derogatory term yeah. amongst people that they were talking about. It was just another term for, quote, color. A guy, yeah. Or, you know, that so forth. So it was nothing negative about it, mm -hmm. except when it was used by someone who was not part of that ethnic group. Sure, yeah. You could tell then. Like, then it then became a negative. Well, even even when it's when it's within the black community, you can tell when someone is using it. Yeah, you know when they they put that little extra stank on it. You can tell when it's like, okay, this is now a pejorative. Mm -hmm. This is now a situation where he's using that. Where okay, he's not talking about one of his friends. He's talking about mm -hmm. just a yeah. random person or right. someone he doesn't even like. If you if you say it in a right. different way, yeah, you know. Which yeah. is a weird, English must be the most impossible language to understand for people who are not from here. Because depending on how you say one word in three different texts, it could mean three totally different things. It could mean a stranger, mm -hmm. it could mean a friend, or it could mean an enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. But down south, uh, back in the time I grew up, uh, we may hear, hear other terms 
that were perhaps even more negative than the, the N-word, it's probably a word you never even heard of, was cuffy. You ever heard the word cuffy? Never. Okay. What's that? What's the... Um, <laughs> that was referred how, to how? As, another, as another brother. Okay. Uh, and, uh, but it was a put-down word, put-down uh, phrase, a term. Yeah. Hmm. A cuffy came, came into my bar last night. <laughs> it means somebody came in of the same skin color, but I, I didn't like him. I didn't, I didn't want him there. It was hmm. a cuffy. <laughs> Where, where would that come from? I don't What's know. That? I don't know where the coffee came from. Man. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I mean. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I just thought about that as we were thinking about that term. But in yeah. This connection, yeah. Um, well, I'm curious. Um, we I mentioned um, his, uh, I guess, his religious background earlier. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can't help but notice that your name is John and mom's name is Joyce and my name is Rashad so then that, that's a how, that, how did you get, how did you how did you get there and I mean I you probably probably went through a little Milton black phase back in the 70s, it was that, that's that's exactly was that was a defiant type I think during the 70s and 60s certainly as well many uh, of us, had the American dream, but were impatient a bit with the progress of of quote, the movement. Yeah. In other words, we we thought that uh, integration should have been at a much faster pace. Opportunities should have been made available more quickly from the standpoint of education and doors opening and so forth. And so um, uh, there was a rebellious uh, movement. Uh, certainly in Chicago where I was living at the time and so mm -hmm. forth. Uh, again, driving wheel, working hard, mm -hmm. making sure that you were qualified to, to get positions and so forth, but somewhat impatient with the, the pace of things opening up. And so that brought into play uh, the ideas of looking for other, other solutions. Nothing, yeah. nothing violent, but uh, something of a, a protest, if you will. There was a football player uh, whose name was Ahmad Rashad. Mm -hmm. In essence, that's where I first heard the name. Oh, okay. And I liked the name Rashad. And in essence, that's uh, how you got to be Rashad. That makes a lot of sense. You you know, you you kind of do all the right things, right? You, yeah. You go to school, graduate, go to college, graduate, and you work hard and then when you do all the things that society tells you you should do, you, you know, the bootstraps thing, and then you look around and you say, okay, following the playbook, it, it, like, it, why, right. why, why am I not seeing the, right. the, the desired result? And right. so it's kind of like a, hey. And in my case, I was somewhat patient, and the things that I was hoping to happen happened to me later in life, uh, later in my career than... I would have thought of a desired. Mm -hmm. So my point is, I was working hard and laboring in Chicago, and it was not happening. Mm -hmm. And I went back to school and got an MBA in mm -hmm. the whole nine yards, and and that's okay. But the opportunities did come, but I had to change jobs several times to to yeah. to to move up the ladder, and that's part of the American dream as well. And but I'm, my point is, the people I hung around with there again two groups. 
there were some people who were satisfied with the status quo, and there was another group I hung around with where we were always pushing, mm -hmm. always driving. Where can I get the next promotion? Where I can get the next big, big job? How can I get better qualified? And uh, one of the companies that I work for, a uh, chemical company that's no longer in existence, it was merged into a Dow Chemical Company, it was called Union Carbide. And Union Carbide, I was in Chicago, had uh, training centers, uh, one of which was in uh, Terrytown, New York. And you could go out there and take courses for a week and get uh, prepared for technical and chemistry and processing and so forth. And every time I got a chance, I was raising my hand to get on a plane to go for a week in Terrytown, New York. Mm -hmm. And my boss never turned me down. My point is, it helped me get qualified to do a lot of things I would not have been able to do. Mm -hmm. But there, but some of my colleagues in, in Chicago didn't want to leave town. They didn't, they didn't want to put forth that additional effort. My point is, there were two different groups of people. The pushers, the drivers like myself, mm -hmm. and the people who were just complacent. I've got a good job, and I'm just going to be okay. I'm a lot better than my, my parents were. My brother, he's driving a truck, mm -hmm. but I'm doing a better. And they were satisfied with that. And I had had a few friends, four or five of us. We were not never ever satisfied. Always pushing. Hmm. You still keep in touch with any of those friends? I do. Yeah. Did did, did any of them have um, children and name them uh, like militant stuff? Like Muslim names? I can't think of it. Any? I'll probably okay. with a long wolf in that regard. Nah. I always wondered that. You know, um, just to kind of get a better feel for like your mindset at that time in your life? Um, it was optimistic and rebellious. Hmm. Hmm. You were probably not alone at that time, right? I was not alone. Yeah. And one of the elements of that, indicative of that, is that as a young single guy, saving my money, working, going to school at night, traveling and blah, 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 I stayed in, a, in a, an apartment for one year. I saved my money and be, was able to put a down payment on a townhouse in the suburbs. I left the city of Chicago. Hmm. And uh, I basically went out to the suburbs and integrated this uh, townhouse complex Whew. as the first one, uh, the first black. Uh, yeah, I, I got it. Uh, what, and, what was uh, that like? And the lender, before I, uh, before I moved in, he knew the day I was gonna be moving in the lender said, uh, you know you know where you, you're moving to? I said, yes, I do. And he said, uh, do you want any assistance? Do you want an officer to come with you to move in to your place? Man. And I said to him, when I put my 20% down on this, this uh, townhouse, there was nobody there but me. Hmm. And I don't want anybody to come with me to move into my place that I just bought. And I moved in with uh by myself and no there was nobody nobody bothered me nobody hassled me and i had a few neighbors who welcomed me and it was all all just outstanding cool but my my, yeah, my, yeah. my but my lender in chicago was concerned about my moving into this neighborhood and but i was not okay because okay. i was a bad <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> Look, man. That was part of the rebellion. Yeah. Because I felt that I could take care of myself uh, okay. in any condition, one-on-one. -on -one. I uh, 
Yeah, man, but like one one on. Uh, I know one on ten. <laughs> I understand. Blah blah blah. But uh, but I was just that kind of a very brash, upfront, in your face, and I can do it. Driving wheel. Okay. Man, nice call back there. I like that. So in part, your 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 name is part of that rebellious streak. I'm not going to say I picked up that trait. Uh, I'm sorry? I did pick up that trait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I thank you for it. Pu pushing forward. That, that's the yeah. idea is that never being too satisfied with status quo. Well, Even I, now in my old age, I'm still pushing. Pushing how can we get better? How can I get better? How can I do something better? Same here. How can I teach? Uh, I'm teaching classes. How can I teach this semester better than, than I did last semester? Hmm. I try new approaches. I do new... Uh, New written programs, uh, new uh, cases to be written, right. different topics. How can you get better? Always pushing. Have you tried beating your students? Try to do what? Have you tried beating your students? No, that hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no physical contact. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm. I'm uh, uh, the apple does not fall far from the tree. You could. You, I can tell. You've seen, and I'm proud of that, sir. The hustle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're we're doing stuff. So, cool. Um, next song is you. The next one is Buddy Guy. One of my favorites. Stone Crazy. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. Do you have anything to say about him first, or? I'll swing back, circle back around afterwards, or I'll say this in connection with this with him, and maybe the same thing with the next guy as well. And mentioned before about Chicago, mm -hmm. but the guy is a Chicago musician, yeah. Chicago blues guy. Mm -hmm. And in the old days, i.e., the 1940s and the 50s and 60s, for the most part, the early part of the 60s. Uh, blues was primarily on the south side and west side. Right. One of the things that Buddy Guy did, as well as Junior Wells, is that blues became very acceptable uh, to all of society, and it moved downtown Chicago to the Loop. Okay, yeah. And Buddy Guy and Junior Wells didn't play on the south side uh, as their long-term career. They moved to the near north side, the north side of the Loop, mm -hmm. and they had played clubs there. And so students from Northwestern mm -hmm. and Evanston, from downtown Loyola, where I went, from DePaul, from Roosevelt, they could all go just across the street and not too many blocks to hear some great blues, and then have to go to the south side mm -hmm. and, or to the west side and communities that they were not familiar with to hear the great blues. They How many hear. times did you hear him when you were there? Pardon? How many times did you see him play? I didn't go there very, very often because yeah. uh, they normally were, were there on, on Friday nights when I was having classes at Loyola, but uh, but again, it was just a few blocks from where I was going to school that you could just go walk in and pay a, a small cover charge and hear some outstanding blues from these two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw him play once, and I'm glad I did. He's still alive and plays yeah. shows. Yeah. Um, he came to St. Louis. Yes, and, I remember. A couple um, times. It was great. He, mm -hmm. he started to play, um, I forget what song it was, but... Um, he did that. It was one of his more well-known songs, right? And so he starts in on this thing, and he kind of he kind of <coughs> stops singing, and 
uh, backs off the lyrics to let the crowd participate. Mm-hmm. And apparently they did not perform the song to his liking, so he stopped the song. And um, forgive my language, but he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And everybody stops playing. And he's looking around. He's like, I was in Japan last week and I sang that song and they didn't fuck it up like you guys just did. <laughs> wow. So then he started it over and everybody sang it louder and, you know, it was to his liking and whatnot. And he continued and it was just great. He's still a showman and it was, yeah, he's, he's a national treasure. Like I said, I think he's still playing shows. And if you can make it is. and go and see him, do it, please, because this guy's been making songs. He's been making music since, like, the 40s. Yeah. Right? W- was this not his band in, in St. Louis playing behind him? It was his band, yes. Um, he had a new, uh, like, a younger man, um, and I'm not sure if he was of any relation to him or not. I think he did have a relative in that band, but um, he did quite a bit of the playing himself, but then he turned over some of the more technical solos to this young guy. And I see. He absolutely killed it. But if, you, if, you're, if you're at all in a situation where you can go and see him play, go and do it before, you know, before he's, before hmm. he's gone. So let's go listen to Stone Crazy by Buddy Guy.
<laughs> Where the weather suits my clothes. I saw him one time in St. Louis, as a matter of fact, yeah. at uh, Donald Grand. Uh, was it a Fox or, one, or, the, or the other one, uh, a blues uh, program with four or five other artists, and uh, he was outstanding. Yeah. I can't help but notice that he was, uh, this one was an original Chess Masters. So he was signed with Chess, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yes. That guy had everybody, huh? Yes. So All the Chicago guys, yeah. Was there like a uh, like a rivalry with any other um, any other company? No, I, I don't think the, the Buddy Guy and Junior Wells were a little bit younger than the the, the other guys, i.e., Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters, and they were kind of appealing to a different group. 
and uh, as these guys were coming, becoming more more famed, muddy waters began to start were slowing down and start traveling right. around the country. Right. Became Overseas known, and Howlin' Wolf uh, was just doing on the west on the west side. But but Chicago was a big enough blues town that uh, these guys could attract a crowd which was normally a little bit younger mm -hmm. than Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters. Hmm. Did he ever cover any uh, Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf stuff or no? I don't recall that he, well, nothing that comes to mind, but I do will say that if uh, Buddy Guy ever tried to imitate anybody or follow anybody, he followed B.B. King in terms of his guitar craftsmanship, uh, uh, if you will. I a di slightly different sound, but some of the, some of the same types of uh, notes yeah. That you hear. He played some. Yeah, I could. I could tell similarity in some of the licks. Yeah, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what do you have next? Uh, well, I have the performance that, uh, and I think I played this for you once before. This is his um, freestyle mm -hmm. that he sat down, and I have video of this as well. Um, so, you will have the benefit of watching this. Uh, watching this gentleman perform this song uh, and it's his freestyle from uh, Funk Master Flex on um, Hot 97 okay and so let me pull it up here and it looks like we'll be getting into a little bit of Bible history here and a little bit of uh, uh, Julius Caesar and Brutus <laughs> yeah Cain Abel G Jesus Judas here, yeah. here we go Funk Flex I'm here I mean, listen, I like to answer people's demands. I like to come through with what they ask me for. All right? Black Thought is here. Yes. Yes, sir. And we're going to, you know what we do in this position. Ciroc Studios, we here. Let's go, Earn. Let's do it. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. There's somebody dead in the car, and it's probably one of yours. The writing all across the window in the walls. Whether it was true or false, we shouldn't have got involved. Remember, we walked past the teacher, take the chalk and laugh. We wrote punishments. I will not talk in class. Now it's pistols punishing people for talking fast. <laughs> and all these innocent bystanders is hauling ass. I hate to say I told y'all, but I told y'all things fall apart when the center too weak to hold y'all. I'm just collecting what you owe to my old jaw. You about to get swooped down on and stole on. Fools swear they wise. Wise men know they foolish. But we was headed for the web even before computers. I never thought you'd give me a reason to do this. Cain and Abel, Jesus and Judas, Caesar and Brutus. I see intruders avert your eyes. I told you keep out of the hood. Circumcised. How could you sleep? I thought you always was the first to ride. Hey, yo, you heard the line. Everybody plays the fool. Well, I be that exception to the rule. The principal to hand deliver lessons to the school. I was making major moves. My dollar deja vu. My mission when my ambition was brandishing the tool to be an icon. Wearing slippers made a python. Getting mine quicker because I'm slick as a pipeline. Transporting the oil. Tribulation and toil hit the operation. But I'm back in the soil. Got my crown tilted. My gown quilted. Silk with cashmere. Burn the room down in a minute. Built it last year. Newsflash. I dodged the bullet that killed the cashier. My homie told me to come with him to the mass shit. Them brothers said don't go from written bars filled with rage to prime time television and your gilded cage. Then forget us people in the world selling slaves. I barbed wire my wrist and let it fill so that was that. Um, <laughs> I hope you got to read some of the little notes yes. that I put explaining what some of those references were. Um, 
again, a lot of material covered. Uh, and uh, how long was uh, that? Was like ten minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. He really uh, covered a lot of material. Yeah. He, he he talked about some guys that you know quite well. Jesus, Rakim, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Kanye, <Yep. laughs> Tupac, K. Lamar, that's uh, a nickname for Kendrick. So okay. he, he, at this point, you're kind of a veteran at this, at this now, so I don't know. Again, the theme here I keep picking up is this uh, not accepting the status quo and pushing and moving ahead. Something we were talking about earlier, being aggressive and uh, going outside of the nine dots. I hope you understand why I I put this I hold this man in such high regard as far as his writing ability. And just the fact that he can remember all of that and yes. recite it on the spot. Well well it's it, what what uh, stands out to me is this guy is uh rather well read. Oh, uh, very, very much so. Yeah. And I don't know what his formal education or background is, but uh, he has uh, has a pretty good grasp of uh, history mm -hmm. as well as current cultural cultural events, and uh, that's pretty impressive. He went to the Philadelphia High School for Creative and Performing Arts, and then Millersville University, where he studied studied journalism. So, okay, uh, that. I guess in order to become a journalism major, you should probably become proficient in your research. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's where I, I, I reckon he got that ability to, well, where he, where he just started re to research all these folks and be able to call upon that. But yeah, he's a phenomenal talent. You would enjoy, you know, the, the roots, their music as well. Um, they've got he's got like 10 albums with them so there's mm -hmm. no shortage of work like I said he's also done a bunch of um, like guest spots on various artists music so yeah he's not hard to find hmm. yeah so uh, let's finish this bad boy off okay the last uh, artist here the blues, uh guy from Chicago as well. Okay. Northside playing along with Buddy Guy on the near north side of the loop. And his name is Junior Wells. And we're going to hear from Junior messing with the kid. Okay. Here we go. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, look at what you did. 
that's Junior Wells. And that was, of all the songs that we heard on the blues side, that was the biggest hit uh, of the ones we've listened to tonight and a really a big hit all throughout the South. And uh, I can remember in high school, in my little town, there was one, two, three, four uh, bars or jute joints. And I, and I can remember hearing that piece of music any place along the road that I yeah. near those clubs, I would hear that song. You just walk down the street and it'd that's be coming right. out of one. Yes, of them, yeah, all through the music. That's Junior Well, Messing with the Kid. That's a cool song, yeah. Yeah. Covered by some other people as well over time. Okay. Well, you, you did mention that he, you did mention his name with, um, Buddy with Guy. Buddy. They, yeah. they played music a lot together, or yes, they, they did. Usually at the same the spot? Same, same, same spot. Okay. And uh, along the uh, up at the, on the north side. Did they yeah. travel at all together? Not uh, th those back back at the time. Uh, those two artists did not travel a lot. That's where, as I said before, they had enough work in Chicago that they didn't have to travel. Hmm. And uh, and that was I'm a good sure, thing yeah. because in the old days, blues artists had to travel to make money as a living. But uh, they were so popular, and the well blues was such a big. Uh, genre in Chicago that uh, they just played uh, nightly and on the weekends at, yeah. at the clubs on the on the north side. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So they were the kind of upscale guys, if you yeah. will, from the standpoint of uh, acceptance. Hmm. Yeah. Probably uh, probably introduced or, or helped to introduce the blues to a different, to a di different, different generation. Clientele, exactly. Different generation. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, yeah. Well, I I did a I did very much enjoy those songs that you shared on this episode. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll wrap with that being said. Um, we thank you, the listener, for joining us. Um, hope you enjoyed the songs as much as we did, and um, I hope you um, I hope you guys can continue to uh, to listen. Um, we also are going to put these songs on. Uh, playlist on Spotify. So if you look for Hip Hop with Pop, uh, the the playlist, you'll find all these songs that we've listened to, and you'll be able to listen to them um, in their entirety. With that being said, again, we thank our um, our wonderful sponsors, 314 City Gear, uh, Myers Patton Home Co., MP Home Co., and as well, uh, Leah Myers Realtor with Keller Williams. Anything you got to say before we take off here? Just sir? signing off, and thank you for listening, and God blessings. All right. Cool. See you guys.